Hello and welcome to Season 4, Episode 1 of the Saja Photography Podcast. My name is Jason Teal, and we've done it. We've made it through three full seasons of this podcast, and we're entering the fourth one, as you can tell by the number in front of the episode. We're in Season 4, and I just have to thank everybody that has made it through this far. I know I tend to ramble on, but I think it's it's been a good run, and we're going to continue on with a few new surprises coming this season. So for the first part, I'm just going to get into what's in store for Season 4. So of course, at the beginning of the year, I talked about staying consistent, and that is really sort of my main focus right now, is to get these weekly episodes out and into your little ears each and every week. And so I'm going to try and get onto that, and doing so, I think I'm going to try and get out some new weekly content. So I'm working on even a co-host once a month for some gear talk, which I'll get into more of that later on this month, but there is gonna be a few surprises along the way. Of course, we're gonna have our monthly guests on, which I do think is the backbone of this podcast, but we're also going to focus on the locations and a little bit more about the technical details this time around. So. The idea that I'm having for this podcast in season four is going to be having a week where I talk about the shot that I get, which is the picture of this segment. And then we're going to do the locations and the behind the scenes and whatnot of certain places where you can go out and get these magical shots that you see everywhere. We're going to have a guest on, of course, each and every month. And then probably we're going to have a guest host once a month talking about gear and whatnot. So that's basically the outline. I'll probably throw in my usual banter a little bit here and there, but I'm not going to get too personal this time around just because I want to focus on the actual topic of this podcast, which is, of course, Korean photography or photography in Korea, or photography which is located in Korea, something like that. But overall, that's what I'm pushing for this year is just consistency and regularity. That just makes me sound quite old, but also I do struggle regularly in my daily life. So you get the idea. So on to our main topic. And today's topic is the wonderful area known as Gijong near Ulsan and also probably closer to Busan. But it's an area that particularly kicked off my love affair with lighthouses in Korea because it's an area known for lighthouses. If you go around the Debian area, and don't laugh if you know Korean because Debian, uh, well, just look it up and you'll know what I mean. But anyway, that particular area in Gijong is known for its lighthouses. And it's a beautiful little area. So it's an area that I particularly come back to time and time again for a number of reasons, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. So first and foremost, I am using Gijong in the loosest term because I'm not necessarily talking about the city proper. I don't really care about the city. There is a nice market there, but I'm more or less talking about the coastline from basically Songjong all the way up until Nasari. And I'm going to do another whole show on the little village called Nasari later, but that's what I consider Gijong. It's anywhere outside of Busan and not quite into Ulsan. And the reason I'd say this is because it's easier when you are out there, you can kind of get what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's Gijong. At any rate, why this place has a special meaning to me is because 
It's one of these places when I stumbled across it, there is an immediate connection photographically. Like it's, it's really hard to f explain, but when I first encountered this place, it was actually coming back from a trip to Busan. A friend of mine, Bennett Hope, just kind of swerved off the road and kind of nodded in his way. So I followed him to Heidongyong Gunsa. And this was my first kind of introduction to this now ultra famous temple. But it was back in a time when there was really nothing else there. And I brought this up in the last episode with Johnny the Greek, how it was basically just you know, farms and, and nothing else there. And if you go to Heidong Yonggunsa now, it's crazy. There is a large Ikea. There's an outlet mall. There is a, an amusement park. The Hilton Hotels there. It is absolutely bonkers. But it's also a great area because they've kind of kept the shoreline somewhat as the way it was, I guess you could say. But I mean, really, you can't change rocks and water all that much unless you put a giant pier out there, which they haven't done yet. They'll probably put some cable cars or some shit on there later on down the road. But anyway, where my camera is typically pointed is away from all of these crazy spots and out towards the ocean. And it's one of the places I like to go to simply because it's easy to get to from Ulsan. Now, should you find yourself out this way, there are a number of places that you can go to to catch sunrises or just any sort of general photographic, photogenic area that might turn your fancy. Now, the first place always that a lot of people go to is Heidong Yonggunsa Temple. And with good reason, it is a beautiful spot, especially for the sunrise, but you can pretty much go there anytime during the day and into the evening and it will be beautiful. And I've gone at both times. And I'll say that during like the off season, like right now, February, yeah, go in the morning to catch that sunrise. However, into the spring, when they have the lanterns up, I would say go in the evening because you can get that nice hue from the lit lanterns and they'll usually open it up a little bit later. However, I have been stuck a number of times driving all the way out there when they've closed up the temples to prepare for the main celebration. And that's their prerogative because I'm not a Buddhist and they don't need to open anything for me. So now the second spot is just a little further down the road. It's a place called Orangde and it is the shrine that's on the ocean. And it is a really good spot, especially for sunrise. And again, just simply to check it out. Now, if you're the adventurous athletic type, you can actually walk there from Heidong Yonggunsa. And, you know, that's you. I usually just get into the car and drive there because I'm I'm lazy. But for the most part, it's a great area to shoot and you can get right down onto the rocks by the ocean. This is where you'll need probably a 10-stop filter to get a really nice smooth ocean or just shoot fast and catch that really dramatic ocean waves crashing on the rocks. Bear in mind, especially during the pandemic, Omicron, et cetera, et cetera, you are going to get a lot of photographers out there, so keep your distance. And also, too, these guys are hardcore. They will be in position long before you even think about going there. So keep that in mind. When I was there a little while ago, I had a guy kind of scale the rocks in behind me for some reason, and it was a little bit weird, so I just told him to back off a little bit, and he kind of caught wind that I didn't want him next to me with his cell phone, so 
that was all good. But do keep in mind that if it's a good spot, there will be people there. Okay, now you're going to get to the part where you see why I like this area so much that I am actually focusing in on it. If you drive out from Orangde, and I'm talking like two minutes down the road, you'll end up in Soamhang, which is right next to uh, Debian. And why I like this place is because it was actually, again, where I came up with uh, the idea with Dylan Goldby about the whole focus on Korean lighthouses because there is the baby bottle lighthouse there. In behind, you'll have the Robot Taekwon V lighthouses, which are also quite close to the, I think it's out there, there's the Roosters Comb Lighthouse and the 2002 World Cup Lighthouse. They're all sort of jammed in this one little area. So there's a lot to kind of take in. And also too, if you've seen my recent photos, you'll see that I am also focusing in on foreground elements. So the rocks and the stuff out there really sort of make these images a little bit more interesting than just sort of water, horizon line, sky, maybe throwing a lighthouse in there. But what I also like about these places is the fact that they're still working harbors. So there's people going out, they're doing their fishing. There are the uh, henyas going out and picking up the uh, seaweed along the coastline and swimming out in the shallow water. So you can really get a lot of photos, even if you're not like a landscape photographer, there's a lot of good street photography and some different sort of travel elements all mixed into this one little area. Now, another two minute short drive around the corner, you'll find yourself at Jukdo Island and the famous Debian port. And if you heard my joke in the beginning, Debian actually means feces or poop. So it's sort of a shitty port if you catch my joke there, but uh, I'm going to credit that one to Lee Kelly. At any rate, this area for me anyway, has a lot to offer because it does have a lot of lighthouses. But again, it's another working port where if you just sort of take the time and walk around, you'll soon find yourself seeing all of the interesting things going on. So I like to get there early before all the tourists come because trust me when I say that around lunchtime, especially on the weekends, Debian and Jukdo Island are just swarmed with people. And there's lots of cafes out there now, but there's also a lot of pojang matcha for the fresh seafood. So you get it jammed in there and everybody, there's not a lot of parking. Like there's a main parking lot there, but there's cars going back and forth. It, it's a nightmare. So I usually try and get there around sunrise before everyone really gets rolling. And there's still people out there because the people who are working there get up the same hours. So if you're looking for those people kind of shots, that's the time to head out there. But it really is a kind of a wonderful place. They've got the, well, the Debian Dungde, the Debian Lighthouse actually really just stands out in this spot. And I really like going out there. And then if you continue along down the road, you're going to find yourself in yet another cool spot. Okay. So when you're driving around the corner up to Woljanhung, which is the harbor next to Debian, just be a little bit careful because the road is quite narrow and this is Korea. So you're going to encounter a lot of people all over the road. I've had some close calls on this road just because you're trying to avoid the car that's inevitably parked halfway into your lane. 
in the middle of nowhere and you'll have some dude in an SUV taking up one and a half lanes. Do the math on that one. So just be careful driving on that little coastal road, but I do recommend it. Anyway, in Waljon, you're going to find another cool lighthouse and another little harbor. All along these places, there's areas where you can stop and just sort of feel the the natural harbor life. And, and that's what I really want to focus on because I think it's it's not too, how can I put it? Uh, I don't want to say anything bad, but you know, when you get up farther north, a lot of these smaller harbors, it's, you know, you're, you are getting into a different vibe. These small harbors are still quite uh, contemporary. They're, they're working harbors, but there's a little bit of modernity. Like they're, they're not these ass backward little villages that you're going to find. That's kind of what I'm shooting for here. So there is a little bit of interestingness, but you're not going to get stared at like an alien if you're a foreign photographer. So there, there you go. Now, what this place is close to is the famous filming site for the uh, Juksung Dream Cathedral, which I've shot many, many times. And trust me when I say that this location is a hit with a lot of photographers. And any sunrise, anytime you go out there, you're going to find a big clump of them shooting the same angle and probably shooting the same body and lens combination. So bear that in mind, but it is a cool shot, shot uh, at any time of the day. So if you get out there midday and there's blue skies, it's, it's a good place to shoot, but usually it's the sunrise that gets most people out of bed and their cameras fired up. So this is all in sort of the, the one little area. And I, I really kind of like shooting out there because for me, it's close enough that I can just shoot on home in about 45 minutes or so and take a look at my photos. And also, too, you're not sort of stuck out in the middle of nowhere. If you stick around, especially now where the sunrises are kind of late, then you're going to find that the shops are opening up. There's a lot of great cafes there. And you can spend basically the whole day there if you wanted to. So that basically wraps up my little thing on Gijong. If you do get out there and you have any questions, feel free to shoot me a line. Or if you want to go out shooting at some point in time and you're wearing a mask and you have all of your vaccinations and a clean PCR test, give me a shout. I'd love to get out and photograph with you. Just kidding about the PCR test mask most likely. At any rate, thank you very much. And this month we've got an action packed season. So thank you once again. And I'll talk again to you next week. Take care. 